Welcome to Uncontained, episode 105. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render. And on the show today, I have a three-piece female-fronted metal band named Carcasa. And I have a feeling they named the band Carcasa for a reason. The Sanskrit meaning of the word is harsh, hard, and rough. Very fitting for their music. But these guys, these three musicians, were really fun to talk to and had a great conversation about about their musical influence. Being from Europe, uh, two of them anyway, and one of them first-generation American. And uh, what they have going on, including a show at the Viper Room coming up on the 15th. And also... Also, a new LP coming out in June. So, I figured what better way to say Happy Valentine's Day than with a metal band here on Uncontained. Why go by the rules? You know, so Happy Valentine's Day to to all the couples out there. Happy Valentine's Day to my girlfriend. And for Valentine's Day shopping, yes, you need overnight delivery. You can do Amazon. Dot com. Just use my banner at the top of the page of Uncontained Pod and click that Amazon banner and uh, pay for that overnight shipping or celebrate Valentine's Day the day after. They also have the local Amazon delivery. You can get there through that link as well. Support the show and uh, keep yourself out of the doghouse. So, yeah, Amazon link, top of Uncontained Pod. And I don't want to keep you waiting much longer. We do have one song for you before the interview from Carcasa. It's called Apocalypse, and it's about, well, what else? The Zombie Apocalypse, a song about zombies. And uh, it's a song they actually shot a video to. You can find that on YouTube. And why talk about it? Here it is, Carcasa and Apocalypse, off Path of Doom.
how are you guys doing today? Hello. We're doing good. Fantastic. All right, Greg. So you want to just go through, I know there's three of you. You want to in, take a moment and introduce yourselves real quick? Sure. Okay. So my name is Lilia Bogova. I do the guitars, both uh, lead and rhythm guitar and vocals. And my name is Brian Bott. Uh, that's pronounced robot, like robot. Okay. Bot, and um, I play the bass guitar. All right, great. Uh, Bruno Ferrante, drums. All right, thanks. And you guys formed almost like two years ago, right? Yes, about that. Oh, we yeah. started playing together in about early fall of 2016, so about a year and a half. A year and a half, okay. And how did you guys come together as a band? Uh, that's kind of an interesting story because... Uh, that's what I was I, hoping. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, know, I hope it's kind of interesting-ish. Um, we all kind of so, have our own versions yeah, of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically, I had met Brian a little bit before at a couple like get-togethers through mutual friends. So I already knew that he was into metal and music and played guitar and bass. And then Bruno and I met actually in Guitar Center in Hollywood. And do you want to tell more about that, Bruno? Yeah. Uh, we met in person in Guitar Center in Hollywood. And we had we had the plan for the band already okay. before I before I leave my country and uh, we we basically like said all right so I'm here let's let's get it started so uh, then we had a, the first uh, sessions first rehearsals just me and Lilia just me and her then we came up with uh, the first two songs like the first song and then half of the second and then okay. we a bass player and she knew like brian from a couple of parties or something like that and then he joined up and it was great because we kind of find out that we were pretty good together and here we are that's like one year and a half ago Right. Yes, basically all three of us just had the desire to be in a metal band and write around music. And um, all three of us just haven't found the right group yet. And then when we came together, it turned out that we were all a really good match for each other as a band. And so we've kept going ever since. Yeah, I mean, uh, just right along with what they were saying, um, I have been, you know, self-training and, you know, with a certain amount of mentorship over the years playing guitar and I had uh, dabbled in bass a bit, but never really, you know, found myself with the opportunity to actually, you know, play it in a band, let alone on a stage. And so I was pretty fired up about it and uh, at a couple of get togethers, like a birthday party and then this uh, uh, this other thing, you know, we got to talking and I said I played bass. And so, you know, she Lilia rang me up, you know, one day and uh, said, hey, we're having some rehearsals in uh, the, the studio, you know, for like, you know, we had a couple songs or whatever. And he said, you want to try out for it? And I just jumped at it, right? Uh, I was all fired up about it. And, uh, you know, just started practicing what she gave me. And boom, like, uh, it was just a trial run, but I just fit in like a glove. So, uh, yeah, it was great. Perfect. So, I heard Bruno say when he moved here from his country, and obviously Lilia has an accent. <laughs> uh, where where are you guys from? Okay, so you can start, I guess. I'm from Portugal. Okay. And my family is all Bulgarian. So. Bulgarian, okay. 
Um, I'm yeah, mine mine's an interesting little story. I'm born in California, native Californian the whole way, uh, but um, I'm half Dutch by uh, ancestry. My dad was actually born in Bovenkerk in um, the Netherlands, so uh, yeah, I have okay. uh, you know Dutch and uh, German ancestry, but. Hundred percent Californian. Other than that, <laughs> so you're first generation. All right, cool. So coming from all parts of the country or world, coming together here, meeting up in uh, in Santa Clarita, right? That's where you're based out of. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Exactly. This is our first uh, studio, and uh, yeah, this is this is what's lasted us. All right, very cool. So my next question for you, I asked asked where you guys were from because I wanted to know how did your countries of origin affect your musical influence? Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. So I've got a good one. So I actually do use quite a bit of elements from Eastern European folk music, actually. Um, one of our songs does have a riff ripped pretty much straight out of an old folk song. Okay. So actually do use quite a bit of those elements. They may be subtle or they may be really obvious depending on um, how tuned in you are to, you know, both European folk music and, and just, you know, listening with a keen ear for those elements. But I do like to sneak them in there. Very cool. Uh, in Portugal, and I have family in Brazil too, uh, it's a really musical people you know the, the culture is, is based in music i mean a lot yeah and especially for me about rhythms you know drums uh, uh i took that mostly from brazil you know not not even from portugal uh, and because uh, i started with guitar actually when i was a little like seven years old i had a guitar oh right on and i started like drums later on so i took like the thing the beats uh for drums and then chords guitar i, I still play guitar to this day but uh, i don't know how the country itself affects the <laughs> I, I, also, not necessarily just the country but the music you were exposed to in the country uh, so. it's hard for me to say also because in my family i am the only musician there's no one in my family that plays like, not even guitar. So I'm the only one that start playing anything, and I started like by myself, trying trying to like emulate what I was watching on the TV on MTV. And here I am sneaking <laughs> to other people's rehearsals. Now like, there's a drum kit there, and ah, oh, what is that a drum kit? What is that a guitar? So, my family and my country, Portugal, didn't. Uh, help me in, in nothing like it was not an influence i could have the same influence <laughs> in, i don't know china i don't know okay that, that's a fair that's a fair uh answer right there well um it's funny with me because my, my my perspective just over like the god the decade since i was uh 22 i'm 32 now and um i actually had a lot of time to you know uh figure out what my influences and inspiration uh, sources of inspiration were and um, there's American metal which I have you know some uh, s some affinity for I mean I, I grew up listening to mostly stuff like Mushroom Head, okay. Slipknot when I was in high school, uh, The Offspring uh, you know mostly stuff like that before I got introduced to uh, Demio Borgir 
uh, in my early 20s. And uh, from there, it, it just kind of took off. I started getting into uh, symphonic black metal and uh, the, the darker sort of, you know, death metal, black metal oriented culture that is more, uh, you know, central to, uh, you know, Europe, the, the European continent. And uh, so, um, I mean, nowadays, if I were to cite my, my influences and my inspiration, it's things like uh, Behemoth, uh, Flesh God Apocalypse, you know, from Italy uh septic flesh from um greece and uh you know bands like that so uh, as far as uh how that sort of goes into my performance in, in carcasa uh, i mean i'm playing bass but i mean i um, i have sort of my own uh you know things planned for the future as well and um as far as my like on stage performance and you know what i do like in the music video that kind of influences what i uh, like where, like my stage outfits, stuff like that. I'm kind of theatrically minded, very theatrically minded. And so I put together costumes on stage to give it, you know, that energy, give it a very dramatic sort of, uh, uh, as much as I can kind of larger than life energy. I mean, if you look at the, the promotional stuff for, you know, the, the, the aforementioned bands, behemoth, septic flesh and so forth, you know what I'm talking about. So, um, that's, that's something that I personally take very seriously when, you know, I'm doing on stage stuff and it's, it's just as much for my own, uh, performance as it is uh, for the audience. Um, I get a great, you know, sort of spiritual boost out of that kind of thing myself. So, um, that's, that's kind of what I take away from the, uh, you know, the European, uh, if you will, underground metal scene is, uh, not just very dramatic music, but a lot of theatrics and a lot of costuming, sort of, you know, transmogrification, uh, if you That's will. That's crazy word. Which would also explain why you like uh, Mushroom Head and Slipknot and yeah. uh, Demi Burger, because that's all stage show. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I'm originally from Iowa, where Slipknot's from, and yeah, I've seen wow. them a couple times, Mushroom Head a couple times. I've even actually seen Demi Burger once at at one big uh, festival in the Quad Cities. But definitely, all those bands put on a big show. And one thing I've noticed too. Uh, with bassists and bands, they're either the quietest one or on stage and don't really stand out or or they go the route of like putting being more theatrical, painting their faces, dressing up a little bit more. And uh, just an observation there. I don't know. It could be because bassists like a good bassist doesn't always necessarily get noticed. So they want to be noticed on stage. Am I off thinking that or? Um, yeah, I think there's definitely something to what you're saying there. I mean, uh, uh, speaking of, of Dimu, of course, uh, <laughs> My my base is uh, I don't know if anyone's noticed that is that has or will look at our promotional photos and music video, but I have the same base that uh, ICS Vortex, formerly of Dimu, played during their um, uh, for one their Death Cult Armageddon era. Okay. So that's that yeah that that's the five string if I'm correct the NJ Warlock, and um, massive bass. It's it's not for everyone. It's it's heavy, um, but yeah like. Uh, it's you could say it's, you know, it's coincidence, but at the same time, it just kind of fell right into the uh, you know the matchup where uh, it's big. It it creates like a you know um, a great onstage persona, but at the same time, uh, I'm not 
personally so much the type to really kind of speak as um, as the face of the band so much. I mean, that's uh, that's why I'm kind of in, in like a secondary position, but that works fine for me uh, because um, I'd rather be just the one that is sort of emoting with my body language and my performance. Uh, so, um, uh, but I can see what you mean about um, European bands and bassists sort of, they, they play up the um, a lot of the visuals. But then I noticed uh, in Dimu, um, one of their interviews, uh, Shagrath, for example, he was um, remarkably quiet, I found. And yeah. so they, they don't put out a lot of necessarily personal energy. They were just kind of very reserved and they just answered their questions. But I thought, huh, that's an interesting contrast from how intense their you know, onstage visual profile and energy is. So that's, that, that's a good point. You do see it a lot more with the uh, European bands, and uh, you know you do see it over here in the in the states as well. But yeah, I, I don't know if that came from the European influence or not. It's an interesting observation, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's funny because now he's playing with two Europeans, one uh, Portuguese yeah. and one Bulgarian. <laughs> Like I said, it just kind of came together naturally that way. It it was the natural flow of things. It just, it just kind of worked out that way. We didn't have to press it. You know, it just, um, it's like love. If you have to force it, it's probably, you know, it's not true love. It won't last. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. So you guys have put out a CD called path of doom and, uh, where is that available? So Path to Doom is our EP, yes. So it is a three-song EP. And it's distributed pretty much through every major online musical distribution channel. It's available on places like Amazon, Spotify, and iTunes, and CD Baby, and basically all the major musical avenues you could think of. <laughs> all right, perfect, perfect. So Yeah, we also have the physical copies on our website. And it was it was just a uh, debut uh, EP. It's everywhere, like she said, Spotify, Amazon, uh, iTunes, Deezer, and the physical copies. It's on our website for whoever wants it. And, uh, and what's your website so people can find the physical copies if they want them? Carcasa.com. Okay, nice and simple. And in about like July, we're gonna release the full-length album. It's going to have the same three songs that we had in the ZP, but plus another number of songs that I'm not going to say. <laughs> okay, well, I will ask this, though. Um, since you released the first three tracks on that EP, has your musical style changed any or has it grown any? Have you like changed a little bit as you gelled together as a band? Well, I say the main difference from the time we recorded the EP to now is we've definitely like over time we definitely start to function more and more as a group we get more attuned to each other's playing styles and each other's personality so everything just goes a lot stronger and faster and smoother as time goes on so actually the those three songs that are on Path of Doom right now they will definitely be improved when they are on the next album because every rehearsal every show we find out just little ways to micro tune the songs to make them just a little bit better every time very cool so you have a couple of music videos uh for the at least two of the songs off of your ep correct yeah so we have one official music video 
That is for the song Apocalypse. We have several live videos as well. Okay. So uh, I was watching the Apocalypse video online. Uh, as we were talking beforehand, uh, Bruno said that there were some stories that may have happened uh, behind the scenes on that. It was our first uh, official thing going on because the other ones was just like live sessions, live videos. This was like a uh, official uh, music video. Uh, th- we call a friend that has been the same photographer that we have been working on since since day one. So it was kind of funny, you know, because it was something official, but for us it was like just another day because the photographer is the is our old-time friend so okay that was funny and you know, funny to record funny we, we got a really good location too that was shooting in downtown la somewhere in downtown la okay you don't want to disclose the location Downtown LA, you know. Okay. Like the way you said it was like it's somewhere, it's somewhere in downtown LA. Like it was a mystery, and you know, somewhere in the space next to a parking lot. I don't even know exactly right there, but it was it was fun. It was fun to shoot because we use a friend to do it. He's a friend of ours. He's hanging out with us everywhere, so it was fun. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah, and the video's like so, part live playing, and then there's, uh, looks like there's like cutaway side story going on in it. Yeah, well, the song Apocalypse, I actually wrote that, I wrote my parts of it anyway, the guitar and vocal parts, like many years ago when I was first entering college. And the idea was based on like, if there are Christmas carols, why aren't there Halloween carols, basically? <laughs> I just had the idea to write a song from a zombie's perspective. And so in the music video, you can see how there are clips of us playing in our studio. And then there are also clips from zombie films because, you know, Apocalypse has to do with zombies. So Okay. All right. Uh, maybe you and you guys and Tim Burton should hook up and make some more Halloween songs. I think so. <laughs> I would love to have Carpaza animations. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That'd be that'd be very cool. So you guys have a big uh, show coming up here before too long, correct? At the Viper Room. Yeah. Yep, that's correct. So how did uh, how did you guys get set up in the Viper Room? You mean how we got the invitation for that? Yeah, like uh, you know. You're a relatively young, newish band, and that's kind of a big venue. Just like the Whiskey A Go one, uh, also a big venue, a big place too. Uh, we got the invitation on our email. It was actually the booking agent. No, oh. the Viper Room, the yeah. the management Viper Room said that they found us online. They liked us and they asked us to play there. And here we go. Just like the Whiskey A Go Go, same thing. Very cool. So, who are you playing with on this show? March fifteenth. We are the only heavy metal band on that night. It's just okay. us. The other ones are like alternative or, or punk rock, but like heavy metal is just us. Okay. Very cool. So, speaking of that, like every other band being alternative or punk rock, what is it that makes you guys drawn to metal now that everything in the music industry is so like hook based? Is there something that draws you to metal? So, I mean, I think for all of us, what draws us to metal is just the. F- feel like the way we feel playing and listening to the music and the fact that we can just relate to it and i don't think metal necessarily has to be not hooky or not catchy i mean i feel like we have a lot of very catchy and memorable riffs in our songs so we like to just draw that middle ground we're definitely metal and we're definitely very heavy but we don't like to be either too simplistic or too overly technical we like to make our songs very memorable and very easy for people to groove to and also 
to relate to. Yeah, I've, I almost couldn't have said it better. It's it's that uh, mm-hmm. um, there, there's something that is um, in a lot of ways almost, I don't want to say forgotten, but uh, it's, um, it's maybe underappreciated in uh, what amounts to today's metal scene is just um, kind of not not having to focus on being too technical or, or not trying too hard, but just that that, that old fashioned sort of groove that goes into you know heavy metal where you can you know bang your head, you can you, you can nod your head to it, and you can really follow it, and it's it's memorable. It sticks in your head, and you know if you just uh, you want to take a night off and just go to a show and just get out some of that pent up aggression and just man you hear a good metal song it's got the you know good guitar distortion it's got a good rhythm to it and it's got energy and like i said uh, from on stage you can feel the uh, you can you can emote with the instruments and with your body and get the audience to feel that it's a great catharsis and so that's that's really what what you get out of metal that uh, i think is is kind of unique for that genre yeah also for me uh, i play other other styles of music that I like to not have not even close related to metal okay. uh, but in case of heavy metal I, I play that because it was like my school of music I started playing drums already in a thrash metal band so my school of drums was thrash metal okay it was my very first band so I pretty much learned how to play playing heavy metal so I play other stuff I, I play other, other styles of music, but the one that I that I play better and that I enjoy like more, I feel like better playing is heavy thrash metal because it, it was the first thing that I learned how to play. <laughs> Very cool. So um, I guess you guys have been together since. 2016 as we talked about earlier and um so you guys been playing for quite a while what advice do you have for people who are looking to get into a band or you know get started in uh, in music yeah so as far as um, getting into a band it really does come down to the chemistry with the other members you have to know what kind of music that you, you want to play and then Find people who will share your vision. And it won't necessarily be that all your band members have exactly the same vision, but you synthesize elements and create one mutual vision and direction that you all can follow. Um, Yeah, definitely. And also, um, if you're really driven and you show initiative, like you show spirit and you show, you know, your own internal fire, uh, that's going to resonate with you know people just by itself. I mean, if you set yourself up as a beacon for something, then you know those forces that you know you're kind of orienting yourself to. That's eventually going to come to you, you know, just with enough time, patience, and and hard work. So, um, even if you're not part of a band yet, and you think, well, how should I go about this? Uh, you know, my dad got me a guitar for Christmas or something. Whatever. Just maybe take some money that you have that you've earned. You know, get yourself a little bit of recording equipment or something. Get a little amp, and just practice like crazy. That's the one thing. Practice, 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 and just get good. Know your stuff. Know your craft. Know what you're good at. Uh, whether it's guitar, bass, vocals, keyboard, whatever, and you know the the internet is is a free and and open 
thing for for being able to broadcast your talents and show yourself to the world. Use YouTube, set yourself up with a podcast. There's a plethora of resources out there. So show your skills out there. You know, set yourself up a YouTube channel and get subscribers and you know go to town with it. And um, if you're good, you got talent there, and you, you know show confidence. Just be confident um, uh, in yourself. People will you know resonate with that, and they will come to you. Yeah. I would say, first of all, get your friends into your band. You know, don't start in this business uh, aiming for uh, money and then, you know, get your <laughs> friends, people that you like, first of all, into your band. Second, uh, play what you like to play, you know, do what you like to do. Don't be driven by somebody uh, telling you that this or that is is being successful these days or this is giving good money. No, play what you like to play. Do what you like to do. Get your friends on it. That's it. Then the business side of the thing reach you out, you know. It's not something that you go after to like, ah, I need my to promote my band, I need to make money. No, if you're really good, if your your tunes are really good, it's gonna reach whoever needs to be rich. It's gonna you know the, okay. the, the shows, gigs, everything is going to come to you because your tunes are good. And that's it. <laughs> All right. You make it sound so simple. Kind of. Sort well, of. Kind of simple-ish, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, again, um, the big thing is if you don't know and, um, and you're struggling, um, at least show initiative. I mean, you might be at it for a while. Some bands take longer than others to, uh, to get into the industry. It might take two years, it might take five years, and it, it might take 15, but um, you got to be doing it for the right reasons. I, I would say, you know, there, there's going to be some ego to it for um, most people, I would say, but again, you got to do it because it's your passion. Do it because it's what you love doing. Put the time into it, and if in 15 years you're still more or less where you're at, you're doing it because you love doing it. You love your craft, and um, it's going to show um, um, ultimately wherever you are. You're doing it because you enjoy it, and you enjoy bringing people together. Um, you know, putting on a show for them, and that's really you know just where it needs to be. And if you expand from there, then great. But um, I would say try not to have that as an expectation. Just do it because it's coming from your heart, and it's coming you know from you organically. All right. And just to elaborate a little bit, I really feel like if you have something that you can show and give to the world, can resonate with other people, well, there's going to be an audience for that. Whether it's mainstream, so-called, or underground, or whatever, there's going to be someone who can relate with you and who will appreciate what you are doing if you can have respect for yourself. Yeah, yeah just one last thing. Like, uh, What really matters in this business is the tunes, is the, mm -hmm. the songs. So come up with really good tunes and promote it with the budget that you have in the moment and that's it leave it see see what comes out you know if our your tunes are really good stuff like that will happen like this famous venues calling you uh, people enjoying your music buying your stuff but first of all take care of your tunes and play what you really passionate to play and that's it um, yeah, just one thing uh, I was going to add is that, uh, you know, when you do get invited uh, to a club to play, 
show your appreciation and be pleasant to work with. Um, you know, yes. various people out there, they can be impatient. They can have expectations. Again, there's that ego thing um, that, that, you know, may be there for a lot of people, but be uh, um, patient, be appreciative and be pleasant to work with. Show um, how much you appreciate them having you, you know, shake hands, you know, present a smile, however it, it uh, works for you. But, um, they've invited you and you have the privilege of being there and, you know, showing your music off. So that's, you know, uh, that's a great privilege to have. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that, uh, you reminded me of what, when you were saying, whether it takes 10 years, 15 years or whatever, do you get, you guys familiar with the band Godsmack? Oh, yeah. 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 Not necessarily my favorite band, but they were together for 17 years or something like that before they made it big, which, yeah. which kind of like jarred that in my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Some like it does take a while for some bands to uh, make it. And, you know, they're still playing. I don't know if they're still playing today, but they said after that 17 years, they had at least 10 years of success by putting out music. So they were together for a long time. If they're still not together. I don't know. But uh, all that stuff yeah. was really great advice on how to get started, get your foot in the door and uh, and all of that. But uh, I know you touched on it just a little bit during that. But what are you guys doing to promote yourselves? One thing that's been extremely crucial in our promotion is a really good solid website as well formatted with some really solid content we are extremely fortunate to work with a great team of people we have a great web designer great photographers and videographers and who can help us put all of this together because our website is a big reason why a lot of these venues and uh publicity reaches out to us because it just creates this really good professional image. So it's important on your website that you can have all your most important work to display, like a link to find where to purchase your music, some of your um, best music videos, best live performances, best photographs, just all your best stuff in one place. Yeah. Another thing is uh, use the biggest number of tools that you have, you know, uh, and have your, your, your stuff organized. You know, I see a lot of bands, they have like pretty messed up uh, website, messed up Facebook pages, you know, have it organized. Like this is one thing, then this is another thing. You know, have it organized, have it like looking really professional. And, and okay. here, also, you don't need a million dollars for that. You know, you don't need like a, enormous uh, budget for that. You can do a lot by yourself and for free. I can tell you that. And just have it organized. Uh, everything that you have, uh, videos or EPs, put on like in the same place so whoever reached your reps, your website or your page can see everything there at once. And that's it. No? And you can have, I can tell you, man, you, you can have a lot of that for free these days that we are like there's a lot of stuff that you can get uh with a really small budget i can tell you that awesome um yeah just to add to that about uh, websites um you know i've been to a number of them in the past that you you navigate around them and you think okay um, is there like a home page is there an about like okay no. where do i find out this or that and and if i want to purchase a cd uh 
you know, where do I find out about, say, the band's gear or their, their biography? Um, it should be, you know, relatively easy to follow, uh, maybe simple in, in the layout, whatever. Um, how are you make it look good? It should be relatively easy to navigate and, you know, follow and to, uh, to find out where you want to go, depending on what kind of information you want. So I'd say probably keep it simple and, you know, easy to follow through, easy to navigate. All right. Uh, yeah, that, that does seem good. I have seen a lot of bands with like cluttered looking websites or uh, Facebook, not just bands, people like comedians or actors and stuff like that, where you don't quite know exactly what you're looking at. So that's a huge, huge uh, piece of advice to take away from it. And uh, I have a couple more questions for you before we wrap this up here. Uh, so we'll just keep rolling along here. What do you want uh, your audience to take away like when when they come see you guys play and are at a show or listening to an album what do you want them to remember or feel about your performance okay that's a good question so <laughs> christian so the n- number one thing that i think and show right away in our music is the fact that we're all just putting out our best stuff we're standing by what we're doing because it needs to be powerful needs to be memorable and it's basically what we want people to take away from it. A good, powerful groove. Remember what, remember what Carcasa means. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, Carcasa, by definition, what, what is it? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Slavic so, or? yeah, something about the name Carcasa. I actually found it one day in a museum about the Southeast Asian art. So it's actually an old Sanskrit word meaning tough, callous, abrasive, abrasive powerful. powerful. Okay. powerful. Yeah. So all those terms that describe our music perfectly. All right, great. I, I was wondering if there was a meaning behind that, but I just hadn't asked that question yet. <laughs> that, yep. I just want them to remember that they saw a kick-ass heavy metal band and go home and kiss their, their girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just a really kick-ass band today, so that's have fun, you know? Yep. Well, there you go. Right on. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, the visuals, um, um, at least for me, like, uh, you know, the, the visuals, what you wear on stage, of course, and, and the, the kind of energy that you put out uh, is, um, is pretty critical. Um, I find, you know, without dropping names, of course, that's a lot of things that uh, um, a number of bands sort of neglect. They kind of stand up there. They play, um, even if they're a more aggressive style of music, they kind of just stand there and, like, um, I'm personally left thinking, come on, guys, where's the energy? Like you can even just just uh, kind of to some extent choreograph that in the studio and, you know, make it make it feel like you're you're up there. And even if it's just illusory, you're putting on a show. Uh-huh. So give it some, you know, give it some spice, make it larger than life or something. I, mean, I, I, I the, agree with you completely the, on that. That's that. That's really what what I want the audience to take away is that. You know, whatever energy you you emit, people are going to feed off of that. It's um, it's just like animals, just like dogs. When you show them confidence, yeah. mm-hmm. they they look up to you. And the same thing w- with the audience. Whenever you're playing on a stage, um, if you emit the right energy and you're out there and you feel confident and you're ready to rock, people appreciate that. People just feel that. There's, there's got to be no words. It's just felt. Exactly. I've seen I've seen some bands um, like just. Okay, I'm just gonna throw it out there. You said you weren't gonna drop names. I'm gonna drop names. <laughs> I'll I, let you do. I went. I went and saw like 
Tool once, all right? And I was expecting a cool show, like, you know, lights, lasers, and, like, them moving on stage, like, you know, maybe back in the early days of Tool, you would see. But I knew Maynard would be back on the drum riser, because he always is. He doesn't come out front. He's back on the drum riser. And then the guitarist and bassist, they just sat on stools for most of the show playing and then the most movement they had they cross back and forth like switch seats like they're playing musical chairs or something and it's like dude if i just wanted to like it the laser show was cool yes but i could have just went home popped the cd in and watched like when i come to a show i want to see a show exactly yeah that's what we don't want to do you know like uh get people watching us and then like we we, they're on stage playing as if we were playing in our rooms you know uh it's not just because they pay money for that it's because they're spending their time there they're they're spending time watching us so we better we better make them not happy but we better make them excited with that thing you know Make them not regret getting off the couch when they could have been at home watching Netflix. (laughs) And like I said before, uh, it's all about your tunes. If if your songs are really good, even when you play like that, you're still going to have like 10% of the audience like enjoying, even if you're playing, uh, looking pretty bored. But that's not the ideal. But the idea is having good tunes, great tunes and playing really you know, aggressively, if you know what I mean. But if, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I'll just again mention uh, uh, Slipknot. Go back to their, uh, you know, go back to their days of, of Iowa. Uh, of course, it was pro- no doubt their darkest album. But at the same time, well, you see them on stage. M- my personal favorite, look at Mick, the guy with the sort of metallic mask. Yeah. You don't see a you don't see a lot of guitarists play like him on stage. He's like a freaking machine. This one place. And yeah. and he he's he, he's down there headbanging like getting down and do, you know getting down and, and dirty, getting down low and he's headbanging. He emits like the darkest energy out of out of all the guys on there notwithstanding they're all wearing masks, but you know like um early on I just uh, it was so memorable for me. That's that's really where I feel like I pulled a lot of that energy from. Yeah, Slipknot is a totally crazy show. Uh, They have the they have other people and they're like like side percussionists and everything like that, just like banging on drums and kegs on the side. And uh, their first CD was even like crazier than the Iowa CD, but Iowa was still a six CD. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. What would be a highlight from each of you that you would care to share? Good yeah. highlight. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, so far it's just it's just really the opportunities we get, like uh, you know, playing at the whiskey and playing at uh, the Viper now, as we have coming up. Um, being as 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 you said, relatively young of um, of a band as we are, uh, you know, we feel very privileged uh, so early on to be presented with that kind of opportunity. Like uh, a lot of bands, um, I know, take years to get to a point where they're invited to that. They're playing garage shows. Uh, they've they've got their scene going, but then hey, boy, man, it would be great be, be great to you know play at a place like that, and we got this coming in. It's like wow, yeah. So so you know we're we're very fortunate to have you know um, to have those kinds of people uh, getting interested in our in our music and in in our acts so uh, so soon. Yeah, I I'd say that they're just 
certain pinnacle moments where it comes together is just remembering some of our first rehearsals. Our first rehearsal is just me and Bruno and basically half a drum kit. And our first rehearsal <laughs> with Brian, those are all like big highlights for me because at that time it just seemed like a really unlikely group. It just seems like on paper or something like, ah, oh, that probably won't work out. And it turned out to work so well that we can get a lot of momentum and just keep the ball rolling on all of that. So those moments like finishing our EP and putting it out there, that was one of the highlights where it just all comes together. It really shows that however unlikely something can seem at first, if you just keep on rolling along with it, you can get what you're going for. Great. Uh, for me, the highlight is now. So the highlight is now. The highlight is going to be the next show. You know, always going forward. bigger and better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the highlight is is moving forward for me. You know, that's it. Great, great. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like what he said. The highlight, the highlight is definitely moving forward. But every once in a while, I do like to just look back on like where we've come from uh, like, oh my yeah, gosh, we did all this stuff. you have to reflect on your successes and take the time to celebrate them you know or else yeah. you know all the other negative crap that happens will just weigh you down it's more fun that yeah. way right <laughs> you know it's it's like they said in the in, in the batman movie why do we fall so we can learn to pick ourselves back up yeah. right yeah and i, I mean re remembering our first show as 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 momentous as that um as that was it kind of felt like a little hole in the wall <laughs> um, and, but but at the same time, sure, we go back and play there. It's like, why not? You know, wherever you get play to, that again. Yeah, where, wherever you get the opportunity to play, even if it's some in, in someone's garage, they appreciate you coming out. It's like, hey, yeah, let's go kick some ass. Let's go do this, right? If you've got an um, an audience and they appreciate you, put your all into it. It doesn't even matter if it's if it's two or three people. Uh, we actually had that at uh, in the beginning. Um, yeah. At yeah, at, at <laughs> one of the shows we played. Uh, Every band goes through that. Yeah, where uh, we were the last band of the night it, uh, it sort of felt like we were an afterthought i'm playing but then, for the bartenders <laughs> <laughs> and we still we still um you know played our just gave it our all played as much as we could until they said okay you got so and so amount of time left all right let's make the most of it you know yes yeah. yeah, definitely so definitely when it comes to early live shows always have the philosophy like Whoever is in the room, you just play your ass off to them. Even if there are three people in that room, you give those three people the best show of their lives. Yep. And if it's a full house, then you give the full house the best show of their lives. Yeah, also because you never know who might be in the audience, you know? Very uh, true, very true. You never know, like, must be, like, four guys there, but one of these guys must be could be someone that's going to help you. Records. Yeah, or be the one that runs Viper Room. Is you know, be someone that's going to give you a better show later on or a producer from a record label? You never know, you know? From from the stage, it's kind of frustrating for the, the musician, but for whoever is in the audience, must be could be cool, you know? Oh, what a cool band. I'm going to help this guy, you know? You never yeah. know. Yeah, it is tough to come out there with the same energy when there's only one person in the crowd, but, uh, you know, you kind of need to do that. You know, I I was going to mention, we only see, uh, at least personally, I only see uh, like a, just a sea of black out there when we're performing. I mean, you can kind of see the silhouettes of people out there, but don't even worry about that. Just just play. But you got to kind of feel like when you're up on the stage, you're on top of the world. Just um, at least when you're on top of the stage, you're putting on a show. Let the ego, whatever it is 
in whatever form it comes for you, let that pour out. Whoever's out there, just play for them, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. From from the stage, I only see two butts. (laughs) (laughs) Also, because I'm nearsighted, so I, I don't see shit regularly so i just see two butts and the first heads that are on the front line is what i see all right fair enough on that note uh, i do have one final question for you guys all right you cannot end on butts oh that's a perfect thing to end okay fine well won't make you end that on butts we still got more things to talk about but go ahead No, you can go ahead with your next question because we cannot have the last thing we heard. Enough about <laughs> <laughs> Well, before before I do get to the next question, uh, just real quick, where can people find you online? What is your corner of the internet? Okay, so we are called Carcasa Official on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. We are called Carcasa Official. So, and again, our EP is available on all the major online platforms. So if you search Carcasa Path of Doom, you can find it on Amazon or Spotify or iTunes and CD Baby. Mm. Spell it out for the name of the band. Just, just Carcasa, good. Good idea. Spelled K-A-R-K-A-Z-A. All right. And I will put all that stuff in the show notes as well. So... Uh, so people can easily find you and find Carcasa, uh, Carcasa.com and all of that. So I have one final question for you. Lilia, Brian, and Bruno, how do you live uncontained? So from my perspective, life will always have its obstacles anyways. You might as well face those obstacles doing what you really want to do with your own life. Well said. Well, I would say, you know, <laughs> You have your dreams, you uh, you live with them, and then you end up getting some kind of a day job, you know, invariably. But um, chase those, you know, for as long as you live, because if you don't do it, eventually time is going to run out for you. You can spend all the time in the world thinking about, well, I want to do this, I want to do that, but how am I going to do it? Just go for it, you know, just shoot um, and use all the fire and the motivation you have. Find your own forms of motivation and go for it sooner than later. Do it now. Because that's what I learned is that back when I was 20, 22, um, I, I wasn't ready to. But then 10 years later, I'm ready to. And I decided I'm going to do this if it kills me, man. So just oh, go yeah. for it. Because if it doesn't happen now, it's never going to happen. So make your dreams come true. Yeah. And to me, the most important thing is just living a life where you do something that gives you genuine self-respect. You know, just to look in the mirror and enjoy being yourself. All right. I think the word is go, you know, like Brian said, because uh, doing what you like to do in life for a living is something really serious, is something really important. You cannot exchange that for anything else. So if your thing is music, go for music. You know, if your thing is just, you know, fixing cars, go fix cars. You know, uh, our, our, our thing is music. My thing is drums, you know, so I, I want to play drums for the rest of my life. You know, I love playing drums. So I'm here in a band playing drums. So if your thing is like, I don't know, skydiving or anything else, go for it, you know, because it's your life. Nobody else's life is your life. So go for it. And I like that. I like that. Find your thing and go pretty much. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
first of all, I'd like to thank you guys for joining me tonight. And I have all my guests sign off the show. Uh, so that's the only thing left to do. Will you guys do me the honor of signing off the show tonight? Lucy Kurkaza at Viper Room, March 15th. I'm Brian. I play bass. I'm Nilia. I play guitar and vocals. Bruno, drums, Carcasa, March 15, Viper Room, go see it. You will not regret getting off the couch to see Carcasa. Go! We are Carcasa, and we we live live uncontained. uncontained! And that does it for another episode of Uncontained, episode 105 in the books. Thank you for listening. Please, if you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend, and even uh, leave a review on iTunes if you feel inclined, or whatever pod player you uh, you listen to this show in. I appreciate all of your support that you guys have been giving, and thank you again to Lilia, Brian, and Bruno for joining me on the show today. Make sure make sure you check out Carcasa.com to get updated on when their new album's coming up, and uh, also check out their Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where you can catch the video to the Apocalypse song that you heard at the beginning of the show. So, thank you, and until next time, live uncontained.